yay. After some troubleshooting on the computer, let's do this. Let's go. Welcome to the No Mongo Podcast, a weekly show about all things skateboarding. My name's Rick Faden. Hope you're having an amazing week, summer, etc. You know, my kids have been away all week. They were at camp, and it's been... It's, it was nice to get a little break for a change. You know, I didn't get much skating in this past week because the, you know, the quote-unquote honeydew list was off the charts. I mean, if you think about it, it's it's perpetual. It's never going to end, right? It was just insanity. We saw a window of opportunity, and we took it. But I made it. We made it. Barely. <laughs> but this was the, you know, the first time the kids have been gone for this, that long. And staying with people that they don't know. I mean, they had like one person, one of our friends' daughter went as well. So they kind of knew someone, but that was the first time without the parents, you know. But it was kind of strange, you know, seeing them the driveway on the bus. You know, you could you could tell which of the parents, you know, like us, were the the first timers to do this. We're we're all waiting until the bus is out of sight, you know, taking the video and. You know, just like, oh, oh, wow, it's so cool. The regulars were already, like, skidding out of the parking lot. Let's go, let's go. Let's maximize our time. Let's go, go, go. Not us. So we were watching those buses just go turn down all the way, out of sight. But I couldn't wait to hear all about it. You know, they had an amazing time. And uh, maybe year, next year my uh, to-do list won't be as long. So I can possibly, I'm, I'm planting it now. To go on a skate trip or something during the week they're gone. Yes, I'm calling it now. But anyway, so as I mentioned at the very, very top, I don't know what the hell is going on with my computer. Uh, I could my audio was all jacked up. Microphone wasn't working for some reason. I I wear headphones because I like to hear my voice in my head to know that it's actually recording, just because that's what I got used to in radio. But nothing's working at the moment i'm making it happen i just want to let you know that behind the scenes you know things are flying off the handle back here and i'm spinning all these plates but i'm gonna make it work don't you worry it's all good i've got this you can follow along on social media at rick beta that's r-i-c-k-b-a-t-a or you can email the show no mongo podcast at gmail.com either way 24 7 places open check it so let's see where to start, where to start. As I mentioned, you know, last week and just this the next few months, right, there's so much that has been going on. So many videos are dropping, so many surprises. You know, I guess I'll start out with, so the X Games, you know, returned with live and in-person crowds. And even Tony Hawk, you know, was stating that they're, quote, running it back like old times, big crowds back in California. Vert skating was a definite highlight Vert's, Vert's never been gone, but Vert is gaining momentum as I speak. It is gaining this crop of skaters. I mean, the average age of, uh, I think, all the winners this past weekend was like, for the, at least the, the, the girls, was like 13. So the future's bright. The future is bright. But this time around, it was in uh, Ventura. And I was actually considering to, to go, as I said. But, you know, my kids, they were out of town and, and the timing just didn't work out. You know, plus I was deciding, like, should I drive there? Should I fly there? And I just got too exhausted and just stayed home. I mean, honestly, I, I mean, I just, which I think was for the better, you know, because I had a, a lot of stuff to handle this past weekend. But I did check out some of the, the, the footage, the, I'm sorry, the, the events. And, uh, you know, but I, I do have to say, uh, being in Ventura, California, it, it, as part of the whole stoke that's down there with that, it would have been cool. So anyway, 
They had Brandon Graham on the mic as usual, and they even brought back Gary Rogers. You probably have heard of this guy. People either love his commentary or hate it. No in between. You know, and I actually enjoy what he brings to the game. He brings some humor. Sometimes the the timing of his jokes or the humor is not like there, maybe not appropriate to some, but but yeah, he is. I mean, he's funny, but yeah, at times over the top, you know. But he's always going. He seems to bring just like the, the right amount of entertainment for the broadcast. But but I can totally see how he rubs people the wrong way, and maybe even some of the writers too. That he's always trashing, talking about their their fits or whatever, you know, and getting in their head because they can hear it. You know, when he's they're skating, they can hear him. It's like, dude, you know, I can hear you, right? But then again, you know, it's it's Gary Rogers, so you know what you're going to get. You're, you, you always know what you're going to get from him. That's why, you know, the X Games crew brings him back. And I hope they continue to bring him back. So, well done, Gary. You know, I, I think I only heard, at least of the, the, the heats that or the events that I watched, only one commentator jinx from you. Yeah! You know? I gave, you know, Chris Cote some crap a few weeks ago. You know, he's a he's an OG, you know, legend in the game, too, but... I think I only heard one from you, man. One sniper at one of the riders. Like, oh, you shouldn't have said it right. You said it too soon. Damn. But I didn't get to watch every single minute of every single event. So I don't know. There could have been more. That's all that I caught. They're just That's a problem. There's just way too much to consume. And that's the only drawback of, you know, an event like this. You know, it's it's so hard to follow along at home, of course, because it's all over. It's like the Olympics, right? It's all these different times. And I only focused on skateboarding. You know, it would have been fun to see what the BMXers were doing. You know, I saw a lot of uh, clips like, um, what was it, a, f- a double front flip tail whip or something? I I, couldn't, I didn't write it down, but I saw them like, what the hell are these bikers doing these days? What? I was happy just to do like tabletops back in the day, you know? Yeah, there we go. Kick out my foot a little bit. Whoop. Never did. What? Uh, what's the one they would put it over the front of the... I can't remember anyway. I should have written down. But anyway, it would have been cool to see some of what they were doing. And the motocrossers as well, always killing it. I mean, that stuff's pretty gnarly. But I just don't have the time or the brain power to consume it all. But much like they asked in Gladiator, I was entertained. You know, especially since they brought back Mr. X Games himself. Selima, Masakela. He's always a perfect match for the X Games. And of course, they had fellow skate podcasters Jason Ellis and Tony Hawk. You know, they were, they were just holding the microphones as well, holding it down. So needless to say, I mean, this one had, they went all out. The, all the legends in the game, period, for the X game, this X game event. And I do think, like, like the much like the Tony Hawk's Epic 900 from the 90s, this was probably one of the, the best ones that, if you saw it in person, you saw an epic event. A lot of stuff, a lot of MBD went down. But as per... Uh, at Questly2 on Twitter. Yeah, I'm not calling it X. On Twitter, I guess only VIP ticket holders could see the event, which is kind of crazy. So you, if you bought a ticket, you could only watch it on the screens. That's good to know. So you can only watch the sit in, in the stands if you're a VIP ticket you know, uh, holder. So And those were going for like 400 bucks, and they were sold out. So I'm kind of glad I didn't drive all the way down there. You know, oh, wait, wait, I can't see it? I got, oh, I got to watch it on the monitor? Okay. And Questly's dad said that, you know, he posted that the lines for every, everywhere were ridiculously long, like the bathrooms, the food. So I was like, you know what? I'm kind of glad I didn't go. 
but it's it's good, right? It's good for the brand. It's good that they had that much turnout so they can keep these coming because I like I like consuming their product. So, but yeah, there were some really good moments that we didn't get to see live. You know, Arissa True threw down the first ever female 720 in competition. That's right. I mean, she threw one down what a few weeks ago in the best trick, but that was after the buzzer, after the bell. So technically, it didn't count. But yeah, first one ever in, in competition. You know, and and you could say we didn't see that coming, but we did. You know, she's. She's on the way up. Next up was is a nine, right? Add that other little twist to it. You got it. Hell yeah, Rissa. I know you could do it. You know, and I can already tell that she's one of those skaters I will never get tired of watching footage of. You know, much like Lincoln Ueda. You know, so good. And spoiler alert, which at this point in the in the week it's not really a spoiler, but she won the women's vert and park events. She won both of those. Yeah. And my guess is that you know she'll do it again on the next one. Maybe the next one. I'm calling it now. She's on fire. Look out, world. She's coming for your throat. <laughs> Speaking of eating, Jagger Eaton ate up the men's skate park in that event. Damn, dude. That switch frontside ollie, that was so beautiful. Like Bob Burnquist-esque, you know, like high-flying, styling. Can I do those like that too? Please? I'm lucky to do those on mini with, without a pivot. You know, I was like, oh, come on. That wasn't a 180, Rick. It barely. It was like, ah, you, you didn't get that, dude. But yeah, but remember those days of Bomberquist, you know, X Games? It was just killing it on the Switch team. You're like doing all these tricks, you know, uh, best trick. Because, you know, for Bob, like half pipes like of that size are like mini ramps to him. And it's kind of what like like Jagger is too. Jagger, he's he's been on fire. And I think, oh, I forgot to write it down. I think he was wearing his earbuds, though, because I think that's his game changer. When he has his earbuds in and rocking the tunes that he chooses in his ears, he's un unstoppable. And maybe I think he did, you know, and it paid off. Another skater that pulled off multiple gold spots. Wait. Shock to no one. Yuto Horagome. I mean, come on. He killed it on the skateboard street and the best trick contest. And talking about getting the last trick, damn, dude. I mean, of course he did. Of course he did it with much style and made it look so easy. <laughs> oh, geez. And as Gary said, quote, had his arms down to the side. <laughs> did you hear that? That commentary? That, that was pretty gold. That was golden right there. He's all, you guys, you, you're watching this, his arms are on the side. He's making, no, that's not the, the, the case, you know? you know? Gary knows how to spice it up a, little, a bit for his commentary game. Like I said, man, he knows when to add the things. And what he said about Yuto was spot on, too. I mean, it was so damn true and hilarious. And as I've said about many skaters before, that could be a bad thing for skateboarding. I mean, it gives the wrong message. You know, that rolling around on four wheels is so easy. You know, come on, join the, join the club, join the party. Grab a board that you, had for, you got for Christmas. It's like a breeze, like, like a, a nice walk through the, the park and fresh air. And that's what Yuto's vibe gets off. And it's not, it's false. And how about my uh, 2022 Sodi pick, Jimmy Wilkins? Speaking of making it look easy, he locked in his gold position with his first run. For, one and done. He was like, next. Can I go home now? He's looking around like, you guys, I, I, I got things to do. This is, you guys aren't going to be, beat this score. You're not going to match this. Yeah, yeah, I know. I I like hanging out with you too, but I no, I'm one done. I'm out of here. First run gold, bam! I was instantly channeling my my inner Tom Green. 
slash, you know, Colorado skate shop employee. And they're asking, oh, do you know Jimmy? Jimmy was gnarly. Jimmy was Jimmy. Jimmy was off the hook, you know. Jimmy was awesome, bro. It was pretty gnarly, dudes. And I was—I should have had my sublime, my little DJ. Those who know know what I'm referencing there. But yeah, that's why I kept thinking about well, you know Jimmy was gnarly. Wait, you said was? Yeah, the demo was yesterday, Saturday plus a day. Today's Sunday. Yeah, the demo was yesterday. But huge congrats to Jimmy Wilkins, killing it as usual. And he too, as I said, he's almost bad for vert skating. Actually, he is bad. Have I ever added him to the list? I think I have. He's bad for vert skating. People think they can fly around like he does. Nope. No, you can't. No. Just walk up to the, the, the coping. Just look down. See if you get sweaty palms. You get sweaty palms like me, you can't skate like that. Sorry. But I could go on and on about this event. If you if you watched it, you know what I'm talking about. You know who won. Very good competition, but those are just some highlights I had to mention. You know, the the average age of the girls on the girl side, so young, so bright. Jimmy Wilkins, of course, Uto. I know there's a bunch of stuff I'm missing, but like I said, I didn't watch them all. I watched the key, you know, of course, Vert. I got your back, Tony. Hyping it up, man. But the you know the best trick, and then of course the street style, street park, on both the, the boys and the girls side. It was so good, so. So, yeah, actually, you know, hey, X Games, now I think about it. How about you bring one back to San Francisco again soon? Well, let's uh, let's make that magic happen, you know, over here uh, again. You know, hint, hint, wink, 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 wink. And maybe I'll go, you know. Maybe I'll dish out the 400 bucks for the VIP section. I don't know. It'll give me time to save if you, if you let me know in advance. All right, what else? What else? Oh, Mr. Ron Allen, guest board on Crooked. What a board we should all cop. Let's sell these out. Let's 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 create a, a shortage, a create a wood shortage. Let's all buy this board. I mean, dude, if you think about it, he's dude's been killing this game pretty much longer than than all of our lives. You know, how how can you not respect that? And he hasn't lost a touch either that's why i had to point out still killing it like he did when i first heard of him you know, first heard of him on h street so way back in the day back when he was you know rocking the whole knee pads the shin guards thing you know remember those days yeah i mean well it wasn't much of a thing i guess it was more of an h street thing you know if, if if you don't know what i'm talking about i'll try and remember to put a link in the notes below but that's right skaters used to rock knee pads as shin guards <laughs> and it kind of looked funny it kind of looked like you know, and you give kids some pads and they're too big and they slide down. That That's basically what it was. But that was a thing. A lot of skaters, at least on A Street, they rocked it that way. I mean, because why not, right? Don't knock it till you try it. And I tried it back in the day. It just, it just wasn't for me. I know. I just felt. But I did feel somewhat secure. But it just felt weird. You know, I mentioned, what, last episode or two weeks ago, I went to Lake Cunningham. I just, I couldn't wear knee pads because it just restrictive you know and that's a risk you know because falling on your knee kind of sucks but i don't know if, if it's going to hinder any of my movement or my ollies i'm going to go on the side of that you know because i don't want to have to if i'm overthinking it 
and overcompensating, that's not a good thing either. So, that, yeah, that was a huge thing for, you know, A Street. And whole, I'm so glad that it never, you know, thankfully caught on, you know. But maybe we should try it. You know, bring it back, you know, get the crooked board, get the guest crooked deck. We'll all take pictures and copy uh, Ron on it, you know. Hey, look at my knee pads. They're here. They're on my shin. You know, I'll fill my next clip with my knee uh, shin guards if you do. Maybe. You know, let's think about it. Let's let's. Let's keep each other in loop. But in regards to the video, I loved how they opened it up with a line at the three stair at Embarcadero. And before you ask, no, Ted Barrow was not there. He was not on the scene during filming of this edit. You know, he, he would have definitely uh, filled, you know, Ronnie and said, do you know who in, who created those steps? You know who designed those steps, Ron? Do you know? Do you know? But that line, it got me pumped up. You know, the fact that he can still ollie that high at 60 years old is insane. I need to find out his secret. And fast. What is it? <laughs> oh, yeah. As I check my notes here, I'm so glad to see him bust out that late shove for me. Yeah, dude. Right at 110. And I know I've been on record here stating that I I get I wanted I'm going to relearn them by the time I was his age, you know. And I think the last time I said that was when he was 58. So I'm actually pumped up that he just gave me a few years because now I can stall. You know what? I have until 60 to learn them. I'm just trying to keep up with Ron, so I have until 60 to relearn late shots. So that gives me 12 years now. That's tons of time. Get my knee back in check, you know. Get that all healed up. I can do this. I've got this. I mean, it is on me. It's on me to pre you know, the pressure's all on me. So I got 12 years to learn this. So, but then again, now I think about it. If he does them at 70, what the hell am I going to do? What the hell am I going to do, man? I don't know, man. But thanks again, Ron. I, I needed that kick in the butt, you know. I'll be just like you. You know, I need to relearn them. And, man, and that key thing, maintain them. Okay. However, the, I do have to, to mention one trick I probably won't be doing at his age. Pop, shove, late flips. <sighs> Are you serious, dude? Seeing that equals mind blown. I've never landed those, but those are always a fun trick to try. If you haven't, try them. You have to try them on a bank or something. But yeah, you want to get kind of a little bit of a, a loft on your, your pop. But flat ground's hard. But yeah, it just, I've never landed them. I had friends that could do them. But you make them, it makes it, you make it look like I can do them. At, seven, at 60. See, I almost said 70. At 60. And to throw that combo in for what you did for that end drill, was just like, damn. That's toady worthy right there. In fact, his edit is worthy of getting tossed around that acronym at the end of the year, right? Serious consideration, right? Don't, yeah, don't even laugh. I know not one one of you is laughing. You're nodding your head going, you know what? That's true. Ron winning Sodi at his age. Can you imagine? That would be one record that never gets broken. Although maybe, you know, think about it. He's actually, he's ramping up. Maybe by 70. He'll win Sodi by 70. He's got some stuff he's working on. But quote, when you're 60 years of age, remember me. He said that. Talk about the ultimate mic drop moment. Just think about that for a second. I'm going to repeat it. When you're 60 years of age, remember me. What is he insinuating there? What is he saying? 
I mean, we will, Ron, we will. Except I have a feeling that we'll be doing more cussing than landing. You know, we're at a we're at a spot, we're just getting warmed up. We're trying we're like, dude, be like Ron, be like Ron. Ah, oh, freaking Ron. I hate you. Why do you have to skate so well into the late 60s and 70s? We're thinking of you. I mean, if I only can only do a fraction of what you just did at 60, I will be a happy human. 12 years is going to come really fast, though, too. Oh, damn. And I know I'll probably hop on the mic here and talk about it, too. It might be around, what, episode 836 or so. But mark my words, I will. And I'll be sure to tag you on my late shove, too. You guys all see this. It might be before then. It might not. It might come down the wire to my 60th birthday. My kids will be like, Dad, what are you doing? I've got this. I've got it. Move out of the way. One more try. But I actually have to get him back now. I got to get my pop back, though. But I have no choice. It's on. It's on record. You did this to me, Ron. You did this, man. But real talk, though, you want to know why and how he's able to do what he's doing at his age? Just watch him right after he said that, after he said the whole remember me thing. Just look at his energy. That. Look at his smile. That smile. Nothing but positive vibes from him. Dude loves what he does, and you can tell he loves life. That's the secret, right? I asked about the secret earlier. Maybe that's it. Maybe I'm too negative. I mean, no, I'm definitely working on my positivity, but maybe I'm too negative on, on at times. That's the key right there. But I could feel his energy from just seeing that. When you're 60, think of me. Oh, we will. And what's insane in what, 10 years? He's gonna be saying that same exact thing, you know, after his video for maybe he'll guest do a guest board of sci-fi fantasy or jacuzzi unlimited, you know. And it'll be sure to remind us, you know, when you're 70, remember me. And it'll go on and on. When you're 80, remember me. When you're a hundo, remember me. And he does a late shove. He's all, ha ha, have you done yours yet, Rick? But he'll be triple digits and still crushing it. I'm, I, And I'll be talking about it. Much respect, Ron. I'll put the link to the uh, video in the notes below. And I highly, highly recommend. Get your knee pads ready. You want to know another skater who's been putting in the work and grinding the last few decades? And I'm shocked and reminded that he's only in his 30s, his early 30s, that is. Ryan Sheckler, you know. We've all watched Ryan grow up before our eyes. And, you know, I talked about Tom Green earlier because, you know, I recently watched recently watched the grind movie for one but that movie still holds up i still enjoy it sure it has flaws right most movies do but i'm always entertained whenever i turn it on so i mean so many great one-liners in there and the cameo of you know young sheckler too and shex is kind of a cocky and like attitude like little kid in that movie you know you just kind of want to kick him like what are you doing man you're a little you're being a little punk but it's crazy that I'm still reminded how young he is. Honestly, it's for how long we've seen him, I thought he was in his 40s by now. He's not. <laughs> He's just been killing it for so damn long. And it reminded me, too, though, what was that? Uh, dang, I didn't even write it down, but I know I I think I talked about him. I'm like, I'm going to watch his, uh, I know he hates the show. He try not, tries not to bring it, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch his show, Ryan Sheckler 
I'm gonna have to look it up now. Hold on a sec. Ah, the life of Ryan. How did I not remember that? <laughs> Samson, I was way off. But yeah, I, I remember I was like, I'm gonna watch the life of Ryan just to talk, just to see what the big hype is. But I haven't gotten around to it yet. <laughs> I'm just being honest. But maybe I will. You know, I think I just I I don't know if it's streaming anywhere. Maybe it's on. Uh, I think I have to buy the DVDs, and I'm looking. Yeah, I have a DVD player right over there on top of my fridge. So, but anyway, that it just reminded me. Like, yeah, that's right. I, was, I talked about. It. I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out and talk about it. I'm glad I didn't. Anyway. I'm sure Ryan's glad we're not talking about it either. But his life or part, six minutes and 40 seconds of time well spent. That's all he's asking from you, just six minutes and 40 seconds. You know, it's not even seven minutes long. You can carry on with your day. You know, I was considering going to the premiere as well as in uh, Los Angeles, but, you know, I had all the tasks on hand up here in the Bay, so keep me busy. But it looked like it was a good turnout. So many A-listers showed up, you know, Ryan there, making sure to have his, you know, Red Bull in hand for all the pictures that's when you know you have a client who knows how to do his or her, their job. Red Bull got that publicity right. They got it right. Well done, Ryan. You know what's up. Every pick, he had it there. He's just like, smile. I got the Red Bull. Smile. I got the Red Bull. And Lifer, you know, opened up with about a, a minute of bail. So be prepared for that. But, you know, we even saw him get little Marty McFly on us and bounce his head off the cement. That's never fun to watch. So if you even want to skip all that, just fast forward to the minute three mark. You don't have to watch any bails. And, you know, even though he's only had, what, Sandlot times for like a short amount of time, it was weird to see, you know, him on Plan B boards so kind of sprinkled throughout. So he, he so just be on the lookout for that. He even tossed in a cameo of one of our favorite skaters, too. You know, I almost didn't notice him, too. You know, I mean, did you? It goes quick. You got to pay attention to see him, too. I'll, I'll give you a hint. He's a fellow Red Bull rider under contract to wear the hats, too. Yeah. See if you can notice. My two favorite tricks in this edit, they were back-to-back -back right at the five 536 mark. Nice and lofty backside flip, you know, over that fence, you know, from the ditch. And then that frontside flip, that, that huge, like, it's at that school. It's got that gap. I can't remember the school's name. So insane. But they both, you know, got me thinking, which one would feel cooler to do? I like I like to think that the backside one would would feel much better because your body angle allows you to turn and and kind of take in more of the scenery if that makes sense because he was there he was looking down so he was able to check out the fence the grass and etc as he flew over you know and then you have the front you know the huge front side flip what he was doing more is just kind of looking what's ahead of him he was looking at his his landing you know he wanted to make sure he was high enough kind of what's to come but i think I think his backside, that backside flip would, would be much more fun to, to, to try and land, just flying up there like that. Whee! I mean, I can't do either or anymore. I, I had backside flips for a little bit, not really good ones, but frontside flips never got him down, never figured it out. But, that, you know, I know it just got me thinking, which one, which one would feel better? What do you think, backside like that over that fence? Would you, would you rather be looking down at that fence flying over it, or would you rather be frontside just flying towards it and... I don't know. But speaking of flips, though, you know, we have his ender. One I bet it felt good to ro roll away from. And I know Ace's rolling was, was pretty gnarly. But a tail drop kickflip, that, that was pretty crazy on that. It's kind of ridiculous. And not only that, dude was you know, causing like a hurricane, like a mini hurricane, because he was rocking a nine-inch board. That's some skills right there. How anyone can flip a board larger than what? 
eight and a half is beyond me. I just can't do it. I don't have the right knee or ankle strength to do it anymore. He went from, what, 8.5 to a 9 for that trick. And he said that was the difference that to, to make it. Nine-inch board. Way up there from a tail stall. Got to, that takes some power, man. Only thing I do on a nine-inch board is, you know, cruise around or maybe do some slappies. Got cruiser wheels on them. Oh, speaking of, let me grab my board. Picked up some phase casters from the heated wheel. I'm just feeling them now. These guys are so nice. I put them on my street plant gons. Nah, I got the red ones. If you follow me on uh, Instagram, you've seen I posted this street plant gons a while back. But yeah, phase casters, heated wheel. Highly recommend those are nice wheels for cruisers. Check them out. But back to the spot, though. I'm really curious about this one, though. Did he just shut that spot down? What else can be done there? You know, besides a kickflip into it, you know, which I could see does Milton and you know, Martinez still have the, the, the stones to do that? I think he does. But then again, I think that spot, that spot's done for a while, I think. I think Ryan, with that, he, he's, he put a pause on that. Put a pause on that nonsense. People aren't going to go there for a while. But then again, time will tell, you know. I mean, I guess there's supposed to be a uh, Ryan Sheckler documentary to complement, you know, the video part. But I've yet to see or know if it dropped yet. I just, I'll be tuned in for that. But, yeah, is that spot done? I, I At least for a while, right? Like, who's going to – what's next? Unless outside of a kickflip into it, which is – that's insane. So, yeah, shout out to Ryan Sheckler, man. That was That was awesome. Way to kill it. And finally – let me get us another sip of water. Talking a lot today, huh? Tyshawn Jones was, you know, recently seen ollieing over a $5 million Ferrari. You know, many of us just call that, yeah, yeah, that's that's Wednesday to me, Rick. Yeah, what else you got? It's fine, you know. Don't worry, though. I won't put a dent in the car. Yeah, I got this. How about I clear it on my first attempt? Is that how it went down? Did he make it first try? I mean, I don't know how many attempts he had, but clearing that the way he did, it feels like he did. I mean, I, I, I don't know. All I do know is that if Gifted Hater attempts to dissect and, and tear this one apart, he might be uh, fighting a battle that he can't win. That might be the end of Gifted Hater. If he tries to come at this one, he'd be like, oh, you know, the angle it just didn't work because, you know, the, the seat and then the seat cushion the headrest and if you would have gone this way and the steering wheel the steering wheel was like three millimeters this way you know so technically didn't go all the way over the car i don't know if he comes at him for this one it's over but it'd be entertaining i'm not i'm not ruling it out you know if he needs it he needs content he might just might do it but i think it's one that he might lose tyshawn cleared that bad boy and there there are no other angles or measurements to be had or be or needed otherwise, you know. He went up and over, much like we all do over Ferraris, you know. I know Ron Allen could do it. He still got that mad pop. But let's get actually with Ron. Let's maybe start him off with a three three million dollar sports car and then move him up, you know. So by seventy, or maybe in sixty five, he could be at a four million dollar Ferrari, and then by seventy, we'll celebrate. Him alling over a $9 million Ferrari. Does that sound good, though? But that was insane, though, Tyshawn. I mean, you know, the, the immediately thought in my brain was like, oh, you know, that'll be a future Thrasher cover. You know, it's coming. 
And how many covers has he had in the past few years? Let's see. Is that would be four or five? I lost count. Should have checked. You know the record for you know most appearance on a particular brand's magazine because he probably has it. But I guess you know. Speaking of records, though, it, it turns out that another skater, you know, recently all to Ferrari, but I guess it didn't. He didn't get the recognition that. You know, it, I mean, it didn't, I should say, that Ollie didn't get the recognition that Tyshawn's got. And he's the, you know, the co-owner of the world's highest Ollie record, Xavier Alfred. So he goes by Zay. And according to this post on, uh, you know, Brooklyn's IG page, I'm not, I hate to to pivot and turn for for the worse here, but I, it, I had to point it out. Xavier, you know, took the news and the shine of that Ollie very hard. And the lack of his, you know, knowledge and and, uh, and respect and attention that he got for his, it was it. He took it so hard that the fact he took his own life. I'm being dead serious. I'm not trying to make a joke here. It was like, I read that. I was like, damn, because they posted like immediately after that Ollie, and, and and I'm not gonna, I won't read you the post, but you can look it up. Brooklyn Projects. That's so tragic. I put him over. That put he was already in a dark space, you know, mentally, I guess. And to be that dark, where it just, you know, that must have been a hard one to type up and post too, you know, for the Brooklyn Projects. And the comments, oh man, comments on that post are pretty interesting. Yeah, some pretty big names that are commenting on there too. Some pretty big names getting heat for their comments on there too. So I had to mention that. Yeah, we celebrated Tyshawn's Ollie over the Ferrari. That's awesome. You know, but but Xavier, aka Zay, he's done it. He, he he's you know co-owner of the the world's highest Ollie record. So dude's got pop as well. I should remember his name. I, I think because I think um it went down at the barracks, I believe, was the Ollie contest, I believe. Yeah, see I should have done some more on his back backstory, but I mean, I'd heard of him before, but I, he wasn't really on my radar. And maybe that's part of his, his, you know, that's like his struggle, you know, is that he he was busting it, you know, wanted to get that that recognition too. And that's just so tragic. Though. I just had had to point that out, you know. Yes, we're celebrating Tyshawn's Ollie, awesome, but you know, we're also celebrating Xavier's. You know, he Ollie did as well. He Ollie not the exact same car, but he's done that too. ABD, MBD, however you want to argue it, both have done it. Both are epic ollies, so I wanted to give him his shine. Rest in peace, of course. And there is a GoFundMe set up for Xavier if you want to you know, contribute. And as of this podcast, it has about, let me see here, it's raised about 3100 of their $5,000 goal. So, yeah, I'll put the link in the uh, notes below. You know, as I said, RIP to Xavier. So tragic, though. But that's all I got for this week, you guys. And I think um, with my soccer, my son's new soccer schedule, it's probably going to be Sunday again. I'll try to get these out because, yeah, he's got practice now Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays, right in the middle of the week. So we'll see. But, yeah, if you just subscribe, you'll see a little notification pop up. Boom. Oh, Rick's got a new episode. That's It's that easy because I'm, I'm getting these out whenever I can, squeezing them, you know, squeezing the time every week. But I still love doing it, so I, that's why I make time for it. Thanks, you guys.